Welcome to the uh, premiere episode, we'll call it. Uh, 2080 Baseball Podcast is what we came up with. Uh, Travis Crins here and uh, Evan Hendershot joining us here. Uh, we're going to be here each and every week during the baseball season, kind of talking about uh, what happened the past week and uh, what to expect in the uh, week coming up. And uh, anything else that kind of uh, trips our trigger baseball-wise, uh, Evan, uh, What's uh, what, gonna, what do you want this uh, program to be? We're kind of... Starting off here, and oh it's an idea, and we'll see where it uh, where it evolves to. What uh, what's kind of your expectations for this thing here? Um, well, you know, I just kind of want to talk about uh, a lot of things, I guess. Pretty much, I like talking about bad teams mostly, since the good teams are all going to be pretty much mm-hmm. uh, guaranteed to be good this year with the Cubs and the Dodgers and uh, Cleveland, of course, who I probably won't ever say their team name <laughs> on this. Um, but yeah. Uh, and bad uh, bad teams particularly are what interest me. I don't know what you want to talk about mostly. Your uh, history. Have you always been a big baseball fan? For sure. I feel like people in New England like baseball a lot more, more than than, uh, than a lot of parts of the country. Um, and particularly with Red Sox fans, pretty uh, pretty active up up in those parts. But uh, I think I liked baseball mostly because everyone I knew liked the Red Sox. So I decided it'd be fun to uh, <laughs> like the Yankees, like the other team. Yeah. And you're from Maine. Yes. There we go. What's well, uh, what's kind of the uh, what's what's that look like as far as uh, team affiliation up there in the Northeast? What team do people like? You mean? Yeah, your neck of the woods because you said a lot of people like the Red Sox. Oh, every, up there. it's everyone likes the Red Sox. The Yankees probably ninety ninety five percent Red Sox. Ninety five, really, and then the rest Yankees that pretty heavy. much. Oh, yeah, wow. it's it's big. Um, I, that's my that's my thought at least. You know, I I always knew like one other guy in high school mm-hmm. that knew that liked the Yankees. That was pretty much it. I don't think anyone else liked any other teams really, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, baseball's pretty big up there, which is weird because no good baseball players really come from up. Oh, there's not really like college baseball or anything or like, not really. There aren't really that many good minor teams. leagues, minor leagues, uh, Massachusetts area, New York. Um, Red Sox double a team is in Maine. Uh, they're pretty good. They had Ben Benintendi last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Moncada played for them a little bit. So it's fun to go to those games, but the problem is it snows there, so there you, you can't play in the winter time, um, which is why like Mike Bordick is your best uh, mm-hmm. your best main player, pretty much. Which I don't think a lot of people would even know who he is. Yeah. Wait, how would you compare it to South? Well, you've been here how long? Two years. How would you compare the uh, South? I mean, the the amateur tournament past couple of summers. I, that was the first time that I've uh, been to that live, and that seems like good crowds there, a big deal. How would you compare? Uh, I would say this is the basketball state, and football's you know pretty close second. Uh, where would you put baseball? Oof. For as far as Maine's concerned, like in what order of popularity? Yeah, you know, Twins are the team around here. People, uh, even though it's a basketball state, the Vikings would be the number one uh, professional team. The Twins, I'd put the Twins at number two. Um, so I'd say there's pretty good baseball following. You got the Canaries down in Sioux Falls. What have what have kind of you've seen as far as how important or how uh, how much people like baseball around eastern South Dakota? Oof, I'd say it's pretty pretty light here. People mm-hmm. don't seem to like it as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, people see me watching baseball places what and are you talk doing? to me. Okay. But uh, I feel like it's hard to find a Twins fan who doesn't or who knows anything, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is probably rough, uh, maybe a little bit harsh. But uh, I, I'm sick of hearing how, how great Brian Dozier is. There you uh, go. That's, that's starting to get frustrating. He's good. Whatever. All-star, borderline all-star level, second base is pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, 
I don't know. I have nothing nice to say about Brian Dozier. I know nothing that. nice. There we go. <laughs> he's great. At actually. least he's not hitting 210. <laughs> he's great. I, I think he's awesome. But right. uh, trade him Trade him while he's good, right? There we go. So we've uh, mentioned with some Twins fans, any, you know, there's a lot of, I'd say it's a melting pot of professional teams with the Minnesota teams one. And it's hard to peg a second. Um, Football-wise, Denver, Green Bay, mm-hmm. all those teams. Baseball-wise, you get some Kansas City people even more recently in the last few years. Uh, I wonder why that is. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and we know some White Sox people and mm-hmm. Cubs, obviously, mm-hmm. nationally. Uh, is there any team besides those handful at uh, Rockies out west, maybe? A little bit, yeah. Um, I I think it's ma- mainly just the Twins. Uh, but again, it's, it's hard to find baseball fans around here that mm-hmm. are diehard baseball fans. I think people like the Twins because it's the closest and you can maybe get out They're to the They're on game. TV all the time, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise... Um, I don't really see or hear about any other teams, really. I would assume there got to be some Dodgers fans mm-hmm. sprinkled around here. Just all the Yankees, like the Red Sox, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, all those teams, but Cardinals maybe, I don't know. But um seems to be a twin state, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. We're younger people, what, early 20s or late 20s, early 30s in that age group. Mm-hmm. Baseball's not that group's main concern. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, with the pace of game and everything and all that stuff, I like it because it, it's 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 just different than any other sport. Every other sport, football, soccer, it's team, team, goal on each side, defend against the goal that side. Baseball is different than that. So I like it for that aspect. Why Why do people in our age group not, not care for it as much? Well, everyone says it's boring. Um, well, that's... you look at football... And like they condense a three and a half hour game, there's like 12 minutes of action. So mm-hmm. it's like boring. Well, there's something every 40 seconds, but the play lasts for three seconds. So. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Uh, but you ask anybody and they go, oh, baseball's boring. And uh, that's probably why they're trying to uh, update these these rules that, that the MLB has with pace of play and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't see a problem with it at all. Obviously, though, I'm a big baseball fan. So it's... They're it's, not looking to catch you with this stuff. Here. Right. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'd say it's mainly that people people think it's boring for some crazy reason mm-hmm. uh, that I don't understand. Um, and changing pitchers so often with, with relief pitchers becoming so specialized now isn't going to help anything. Yep. But I like it. Um, Playing the percentages, yeah. making the right move. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of why I like baseball, though. So I I feel like a lot of these pace of play rules might, might make some diehard fans frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's mainly that people think baseball is boring. Like if they shave off 10 minutes, I don't think people are going to automatically watch. Oh, it's two hours and 40 minutes instead of two fifty. That's not going to matter. Mm-mm. Baseball game, no matter how fast is going to take at least probably two and a half hours. Well, the good thing that's happening though, is, is the same thing that happened during the, the peak of the steroid era that, that should bring, bring fans back is, uh, guys are hitting balls harder now. Mm-hmm. Guys are throwing harder now again, uh, particularly last year. Um, home runs just skyrocketed. Yeah. You're back to Brian Dozier. You're seeing a guy like that hit 40 homers. Um, so that should help, I would suspect, and I, I suspect that's why a team like the Twins wouldn't trade mm-hmm. a guy like Brian Dozier because that's how you bring guys to the ballpark or people, fans to the ballpark, is to see home runs, I think, um, and maybe not to see like Phil Hughes uh, throw <laughs> a changeup or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I guess um, – I don't know. It'll be an interesting year if they do make a bunch of rule changes this year mm-hmm. and, and the next Intentional year. Intentional walk is out. Yeah, I don't. Which doesn't, I mean. Who cares, right? What yeah. is that going to do uh, other than maybe 
I, I can't even, I have no idea what that's going to do. No. But whatever. It's like you're trying to save gas and you do something so minute that it doesn't really even register. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's how many intentional walks are, I'm sure somebody studied this. I'm sure somebody at like Fangraphs or mm-hmm. The Ringer or something or Baseball Prospectus has, has probably already written this already, but uh, I, I It's like less like, than one. It was very, yeah, very minute. It's like, I'm going to save gas and I'm not going to listen to my radio. That's mm-hmm. going to save me gas. Like, well... I don't yeah, know if that's gonna work. Yeah, well, I guess the maybe you start with something small. Try um, it and see what happens. And yeah, but at least they're trying things to get uh, more money in the game. It'd be nice if if that money ended up shifting to players more, like yeah. Dylan Batances or something. Um, but that was a whole one other. of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm sure we'll talk plenty of him coming mm. up uh, throughout the year. He's he's very good. Uh, baseball more of a regional game than national. National ratings not terrific, but. All the money is in the in the regional and your local broadcasts. And like a couple of years ago, the Diamondbacks signed a ridiculous deal for a bunch of money, and they spent a bunch of money. And, and the Dodgers, they're billions of dollars, and the Yankees, you know, mm-hmm. with their network. Um, what what do you make of it being so regional? The Twins tried that; it didn't work like 15 years ago. Um, but it seems like the regional money, the regional markets are very very popular. Not so much nationally. We've seen NBA, NFL sign huge money contracts. But uh, regionally with each team, that's where they're kind of making money right now. Well, maybe it's maybe it's because the teams are so deep and uh, you're going to want to root for your team pretty hard. And you're going to want to know who your 25th man is mm-hmm. that that left handed reliever who pitches 40 innings a season is on the team the whole year long. Uh, so maybe you're, you're wanting to just get to know your team and not really any other team. Um, so maybe that's what's stopping somebody in like New Mexico from watching uh I guess a game from New England or something. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's probably what it is. Um, they used to have, or they probably still do have uh, national games like on weekends and, and things like They've that. They've kind of tapered that back. Yeah. Gone to more cable FS1 instead of Fox. Which is probably a bad decision. I know growing up, uh, I watched a lot of those games because yeah. um, you'd get to see other, other interesting teams. But I just don't think a lot of people are interested in... Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people in South Dakota are interested in what the Marlins are doing. Yeah. So that that might be the problem. But uh, I, I guess I don't understand how that uh, doesn't translate to a sport like football. Um, obviously, um, I know I work with a Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. Aren't, aren't you a Dolphins fan? No, Vikings. Vikings. I know who you're talking about. I also know another Dolphins fan. I know a surprising, at least three of them that I've worked with, surprisingly high number of Dolphins fans. Considering they're as far away as from South Dakota as you could get. Know, maybe Big Dan Marino fan. I don't know. Probably. He, that was or a their, long time ago. Or their dads were fans for some reason. Maybe Dan Marino again. They pick it up, yeah. I'm so sorry for for accusing you of being a Dolphins. Oh fan. my God. I do have a Dolphin. <laughs> I have a Dolphins hat. Maybe that's why. Many I don't many know. Ha- have tons of hats, tons of shirts. Marlins. I just they're ridiculous. Are well. you a Twins guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Twins fan. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. And that's, then I would say. I was very down on baseball, I would say, four years ago. I couldn't have cared less. And um, something changed, and it. I got very interested in it, and I'd say, I would say it's, we're, I mean, we're doing this for God's sakes, so mm-hmm. at least an hour a week or something, talking about it. So we're not talking football, basketball, we're talking, talking baseball. So MLB TV, I've got it from the last couple of years. Well, what changed then? I don't know. I think football with the concussions that turned me off mm-hmm. and Goodell and football. <laughs> so uh, they've came down and baseball. 
just something about just something about it changed where it uh i got mlb tv and i watched it every night and started picking up on it and i mean there's basketball games every night with baseball there's 10 15 games pretty much every single night five or six nights a week and there's always something to talk about my biggest pet peeve with football is there's so much talk about it they play you know thursdays mondays but primarily sundays for three hours and there's all this talk all week long Mm -hmm. and we're talking you know there's one game with baseball you can talk about Many different things. Games every day, games tomorrow, games yesterday, uh, games coming up. Um, and, and you have different players playing every, ga- uh, every yes. game. So you have a Starting different starters. Pitchers, yeah. uh, you have your platoon guys. Your lefties playing one game. Your righties playing another game. There's just a lot more change, yep. uh, which is which is nice. Uh, one game, might you, you might see six guys, uh, I guess, of your starter and maybe four or five batters change from one yeah. game to another. It's exciting. A lot of variety, pinch hitters, relievers. That's not really something that happens in other sports. They don't bring in a guy off the bench, and mm-hmm. this is our closer or, or pinch hitter. Or well, and when you when you uh, take a guy out of a game in baseball, he's he's done. Yeah. You don't really see that in, in other sports. A lot more strategy involved there. Mm-hmm. Like baseball was the thinking man's game, and then people say, oh, football is really the thinking man's game with all the hours you put in in the plays. But then you go back to baseball, and you're like, well, there's so many decisions to make. Lefty, righty, bullpen. Do I bring in my guy now? Do I save him? There's, you know, so many different things. Do I shift? Do I not shift? Many different things you can do or not do, I would say, in each and every play. Mm-hmm. Um, relievers, I want to touch on relievers here a little bit. What what do you attribute just the increased velocity? Um, I, I would liken this to, like, the power surge of the 90s, where that was an obvious drug use situation. Mm-hmm. But then with relievers now... It's been a steady, it's been a pretty pretty good increase here these last uh, couple of years, velocity-wise, going up like a half a mile an hour an hour, and that's a pretty big jump. Why Why are we seeing that? Well, uh, I, I was I was listening to some baseball podcast a couple of days ago, and they just mentioned offhand, offhand that that the obvious uh, the obvious answer to that is just bigger people. Okay. Um, Batanzas is, is an example. He's like six eight. Um, you're just seeing bigger humans pitching Mm -hmm. and a lot of those guys uh their mechanics because they're so big just can't translate to to starting pitching or they were a starting pitcher like almost every reliever and they had to shift um because their mechanics are just too too weird um because their bodies are so big so you see them go to the bullpen now and you see all these huge guys maybe playing baseball instead of football or basketball like kenley jansen was a catcher right and now he's you know throws what he throws exactly all these other guys yeah so yeah I, i would I would think it's just that you're seeing just bigger, um, bigger people, um, pitching, which is, which is good. I think because people want to go see uh, a guy like Araldis Chapman, despite all his, um, uh, off field uh, issues. Yeah. 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 yeah, Let's say that. Um, but people want to see him, even if you're, you're very, uh, you probably have a 50, 50 shot of seeing a guy like that pitch three outs. And people will go to the ballpark to see a guy to like see that. that. So, th- so that's good for baseball that these guys are um, miserable failures as starters. But, <laughs> but uh, I guess yeah, I just say it's it's bigger guys. Um, they're closer to the home plate when they're when the ball's released, so the the ball's naturally going to be faster. Mm-hmm. Tommy John's not a death sentence anymore. You can come back from that and that's be cool. fine. Yeah, and then there's that new uh, that new surgery now. Um, what Garrett Richards? Is that uh, the one? Or? Seth Manis. 
Okay. However you say his name. For Oakland? Uh, for, I think, he was on the Cardinals. Now the Royals just signed him, I think. Okay. Um, it's it's some some different, oh, yeah. different surgery. Guy. Yeah, it's some different surgery that you, uh, I think they attach the, the ligament to the bone temporarily for like a, and, and bind it with something. Really? I'm not super certain on, on what the specifics are, but there's some some new surgery that's supposed to be quicker uh, healing, but, but not everybody can have it. Um, so that's cool too. Hmm. Um, I know, like Garrett, isn't Garrett Richards getting something done with like inject? He didn't uh, do Tommy John. Yeah, he had a quick like return. In- I think he had some. I don't. I don't know exactly what his injury was, but it's he nice. He did not for no no uh, Tommy John. He's good. I mean, he has a ton of movement on his fastball, uh, so it's good to see him back, especially because the Angels are are boring without. Uh, uh, if you get take a guy like him and Trout away, uh, I mean, they're they're pretty boring, but um. Yeah, it's good to see all these uh, scientific advancements and, and guys are uh, coming back quicker. Um, but then again, we weren't seeing Tommy John before all these guys were throwing yeah. 100 miles an hour for seven innings of a game. Um, but then again, maybe that's because that surgery didn't exist. So yeah. it's it's hard to tell. Um, but it is nice that guys are coming back, although Matt Harvey hasn't seemed to uh, find himself yet. No, he's no. He's found a mustache, though. I don't know if you saw that. All of them have. Yeah, that's fun. That is very good. Matt Harvey's story. uh, We were talking before we started recording here. We both know Marcus Traxler. He'll join the program, I'm sure. On and off throughout the season and uh, the show that me and him do together. um, This was three years ago when Harvey was a rookie. I liked him a lot. I still do. Uh, I came up with the Matt Harvey Pitcher of the Week Award. Yeah. And we give it to just some random guy. Who may be good in the future every week. Matt Harvey, Pitcher of the Week. Uh, the Tea Steakhouse, we give a $25 fake certificate to the Tea Steakhouse <laughs> just because a goofy thing like that. So, and we also have the uh, the Drew Butera Hitter of the Week, Oof. which would be the opposite end, just a yes. terrible player, uh, just one of the worst hitters you've ever seen in hey, your life. Hey, he's better now, though, now that he's uh, gone from the Twins. Oh, yes, yeah. By about 10%. Or 10%. Something, probably. I love, I'm sure, you know, baseball reference. Spend mm-hmm. some time on that. Go to the play index. Mess around with that. Mm-hmm. I love just bringing up his career numbers and setting that bar and seeing who who is worse than Drew Butera. <laughs> and it's maybe one or two guys. Yeah, well, at least he's a big leaguer. I'll he never, is. I'll and never somehow, get there. Somehow he's around, whether it's you know defense or pitching or whatever. He is around, and he's had a fairly long career. Well, it's because he can catch. Uh, apparently nobody can do that and also hit. But, uh, no. well, Gary Sanchez. There we go. But that's rare. Joe Mauer. Yeah, Joe Mauer is sure is. Sure, oh, I was going to say, he sure is good <clears throat> at catching. He sure, yeah, yeah. Analytics, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of the analytics. What was your introduction to it? Because I'm sure we all started with the same, there's no analytics out there, and this has become popular the last decade plus. What well, was what, what do you like about it? Oh, what do I like about it? Or is, how did you get introduced to it? I think... Early on, I didn't know what I was what I was watching, but the Yankees tended to beat up on the A's a lot. Um, but the A's were good. Back in the early 2000s yeah, there? Yeah, so I, I was watching baseball a lot because I was a kid, and what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I was noticing um, a lot of walks from that team, and, and I didn't really know what I was watching. Um, and I know that's just one stat, but you, you kind of you watch that, and you're like, okay, this is a different different way to play the game. Um, and then you just kind of over time, the, the more you read about baseball, I think you just you start getting bored with 
uh, basic stats that, mm-hmm. that don't really tell the whole story of the game. So then uh, if you're interested in baseball, you just uh, happen to come across sabermetrics and things like that. Um, I also think Hall of Fame voting now... Uh, Changing or... Well, that's a good, I, I think... Or it's a different way to view players from yeah. years ago? So you hear about uh, sabermetrics and things like that now just because um, people are starting to use those stats to vote for people for the Hall of Fame. So you're starting to hear um, guys like Jonah Carey make huge cases for Tim Raines, mm-hmm. and that's hitting the mainstream. So people are starting to know um, about that just through one player, which is which is nice. Um but yeah, I think I think mainly if you just if you just watch a lot of baseball and you read about baseball a lot, you're gonna happen across uh, things like that. What do you make of the old timers that are against it? I I mean, you can view the information, you can take it or leave it, but I think it's good to have that information out there and to say, hey, this guy is a good hitter. Uh, what's you know, what's his con or his uh, contact speed or the what do, what do you call it the uh, exit velocity? Exit, yeah. What's his exit velocity? We know. Stanton can hit the ball 500 feet, mm-hmm. and he's also hits it harder than everybody else by a large, large percentage, mm-hmm. and that's that's good to see. And spin rate with pitchers and all this other stuff that you can see it, but you don't know how to measure it. Like I don't know why people would be against that. It's just more information to to better to have a better opinion. You can say this guy's a good player, but if you can say this, this, and this is why he's good. I don't know why people wouldn't want more information to back up their point of why a certain player uh, is good. Well, I think most of the time the people who are against it aren't the people working in front offices. And they trying. don't understand it? That that too. Um, like, what what is this? What does this mean? They can't they can't comprehend what, what, what these numbers mean. Sure. And I don't know what mm. mostly all of them mean either, but I accept them as as uh, fact. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you just have to try to... Find ones that are that are easy to understand. Maybe if you're not um, somebody who has to spend or gets paid to spend eight hours a day analyzing baseball, um, they obviously should know all those things. But yeah, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't want additional information. How are you going to know if uh, a 19 year old uh, that you've never seen play baseball before is any good if you don't measure some things about them? Obviously, you're not going to have things like spin rate or exit mm-hmm. velocity. Probably, although a lot of minor league parks now have a lot of those things cameras and technology yeah but um those are good ways to measure measure young guys and then other teams can can use those inf- that information to to try to find somebody to trade for i i feel like front offices take advantage of this more than these old timers who because why why would they even need any of this information they don't play anymore mm. um they like to just judge people on on how they look which works too but uh yeah the more information the better I do like, uh, final point on MLV, MLB TV. Houston, I've gotten on the Houston bandwagon here. I really like what they did. Mm-hmm. And their broadcast uses analytics, I think, more than anyone, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Are there any other teams that you like to watch outside of, of your favorites? Houston would be would be on that list, I'd say, these past couple of years for me. As far as broadcasters or just teams you like to watch? Both. Whether it's, um, I like the way they're brought, because, you know, it's, before you couldn't that was not available mm-hmm. and now you can watch every regional game and I, I think that's great well i'll tell you what i i'm as as often as i can i uh i don't listen to the yankees crew because they're horrible yep. um they they wouldn't know a stat if it hit them in the face except for david cone i'll give credit to him but uh you know i i a lot of times i'm not listening to the broadcasters mm-hmm. half the time uh so so or whether it's teams that you like I, to watch yeah them. 
well, this year I'm sure it'll change. The Astros will be fun because they're good. Um, the Padres will be fun because they're bad. Um, there's, it's, I'll, I'll find a team this year. I have a feeling I'm going to watch a lot of the Rockies just to see how, how the heck that Ian Desmond signing is going to, mm-hmm. going to work. Um, because that doesn't make any sense to me still. I, it, it's just boggles my mind. I have no idea. Are they so, just expecting, well, he did really well last year. He can do even better this year. He can well, be like a, a 40 home run guy. That's probably maybe just a 30 home run guy. I don't what? think he really did do all that well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, his second half was bad. Um, and he's going to be playing first base, which is just, and you forfeited the 10th overall pick and you're paying him 70 million. All these things. a lot there. Yeah. I I just don't understand. Um, so I'll probably watch them a lot. Um, and they're fun just because they can hit. Um, and it's also, they have a lot of young power arms that are fun. So I'll probably watch them. Phillies, uh, a lot of good young starters. So they will be fun to watch. Um, I always like San Francisco because they're always good. And Baumgartner's fun to watch. I like their broadcast and the team generally. Yeah, um, there should be the Mariners too. They'll be they'll be a fun team this year just because they're they have a lot of high quality guys, and then they uh, kind of help that out with some fast outfielders um, to to play up Safeco a little bit mm-hmm. um, to cover some ground out there. So they should be fun too. Uh, I, I think we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Um, throughout the year and see who's good. And then Other teams in the past were just, for whatever reason, you just can't watch them. Kansas City maybe falls in that category for I just can't get into Kansas City. I like Cleveland with their pitching. They're, they're, they're fine. Um, These are also AL Central teams. They so are. You probably just, watch them the most. I do. I, just, I, I, yeah, I see them plenty without having to, to go out of my Angels. Just can't watch the Angels. Despite Trout, I just there's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. Angels fall in that category. I like the Mets. I like to watch the Mets. Um, I think their broadcast is very good, and I like their pitching. Um, but there's just some teams that I just cannot, just cannot sit down and watch. I'm like, I don't, Angel, I don't, I don't care. They are very boring, aside from having the best player, far and away the best player in baseball. You'd think he'd be able to carry them, mm-hmm. uh, but they are very boring. Guys like uh, Albert Pujols, I don't want to see him play baseball anymore. He's mm-hmm. That's that's sad. I don't, I don't want sure to see that. We'll talk plenty about Trout, but I would say it's time to consider moving him for a, a load of prospects just to see what is out there. I'd love to see that just happen just for curiosity's sake. What they would give up, yeah. What, uh, what could you... Because he's going to get... I'm going to look up his contract and see what... It's not. It's movable, that's for sure. You know, Between him and Harper coming up here these next handful of years... He's 25. He'll turn 26 in August. What is this? His sixth year. Uh, he's got four years left on his contract. 20. It's 20 million this year. 34 the next three after that. So, uh, 34 million. Over 100 million here these next. Uh, 122 million these next four years. So you can keep him for a couple years. I would look to move him here in the next couple of years if you do not turn things around because they're. Farm system's not good. There's mm. nothing. There's nothing there besides him, and you need to replenish uh, that system right there. And you've got the most valuable piece, I would say, in baseball right now. And they're locked in with that Pujols contract. That's that's hurting them as Bad. far as uh, trying to sign other guys. I know they have a ton of money, but it's it's hard to imagine who could even make that trade for Trout. Um, who's good enough now 
You would have to maybe even give up a very good major league player. Oh, for sure. Maybe even an all-star level player. I guess the only to do that. I'm thinking this isn't the only thing that translate translates. I think is is the A Rod for Soriano plus others deal. Um, but that doesn't even A Rod was older. Mm-hmm. Um, Soriano he was would not be as valued now as he was then when he was just hitting home runs and stealing bases because he he wasn't that great. Um, as, as great as you'd think, um, man, that would be a tough, I don't, I just don't know who, I, I don't know who you could, you, you possibly... couldn't possibly get fair value in that situation. No. Well, unless you traded like, like if you're the white Sox, maybe and you gave up Chris sale and a couple of, like, if you have to have a mm-hmm. premium piece at another position, well, the white Sox up. might be able to do it now with all those trades they did. But the thing is they'll, well, when you do that, then, then you're, you have trout and nobody else again. Yeah. So they're another, so it would have to almost be a team. Um, I love, I love being able to say this now because of the Yankees farm systems loaded, yeah. but it'd have to be a team like that, that has a ton of cash, uh, contracts coming off the books, um, tons of prospects or somebody that had a, has a, farm system like Houston where they have all these guys and do you want to cash all of these guys in for one guy that you know is a Hall of Famer or do you want to play it out for the next five years and see who who develops and who's... Well, Houston could probably... That seems like a good team to do it because they could trade like Springer um, yeah, just as, r- as the main piece, uh, a young guy who will never be as good as Trout. He's good, yeah. um, but that kind of guy um, and then prospects, I that would almost be feasible right now. Um, but Houston seems hesitant to trade anyone because they would have had uh, Quintana already yeah. if they were to do that. Looking at like the Twins, Sano and Buxton are their big two. Um, I'm not as big on Buxton as many. Um, so if you would trade those two, you'd have to even add more than that, and that's oh. a, that's a load right there. You have a, yeah, the best sure. two prospects you've had in a decade. Uh, taking over Buxton, that'd be fine. Sano, I think I like him more than you probably. Yeah, we're um, probably flip flopped on that. I, I you like I value more than yeah. defense. More. The defense and the speed is very, just a little bit offensively. Just give me, just be a two fifty hitter. Just I think a little he bit. will. I think he Please. will. Last but, year, I said okay. Two years ago, he was awful. Came up for a little bit. Last year, he wasn't much better. Turned it on last month. He was good last month. Mm-hmm. Last year was just kind of a figure it out. Do better than I know you're young, but this is you haven't played a full year yet, but. Do something that show me improvement, and and he did a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Get off. He can't get off to a bad start because he's gotten off to terrible starts where he's hitting in in the in the one hundreds. Do better because obviously he's got everything but but the bat he's shown. Well, he's got to just put the, the ball on the level. ground. Yes, because if he does that, he can outrun a lot of uh, a lot of infield singles and um, get on base more. And if he's more aggressive on the base pass, that would that would help uh, his value a little bit. Like, like even now he is like a two war guy mm-hmm. and he's you know there's nothing offensively there so if it's just a little bit he can be a five six war guy i would uh, say yeah i'd like At to least. see him get a full full season uh there's a reason uh, a lot of people um when when houston took correa first overall that year uh over mm-hmm. buxton a lot of people were were uh like wondering buxton why, here, why yeah, yeah why do that um for this kind of more unknown uh, in, in Korea, and that worked out great. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think we're starting to see why that yeah. happened now, just because Buxton's bat is so underdeveloped. But if if he he could stand to gain 12, 15, oh, 20 yes. pounds, and and maybe just kind of make himself more of a power hitter, and, and then that way, uh, as long as the, the defense stays intact and the speed stays intact, 
uh, if he can hit 20 homers or something. Um, trying to think of a comparison maybe for him. I've got a comparison. I hope he, if he, BJ Upton. Yeah. I hope he is better than that. If he turns into that, that'd be a disappointment for me. I'd say you have to do better than that. Oh, well, yeah. BJ Upton had, um, a year or two that was very good. Yeah. Um, And he had a playoffs that was really good once. Um, but yeah, I, I'd hope he's better than that. Just the similar build, uh, you know, speed, can have hit some power more than you would think for a guy that weighs 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. The thing, uh, just to shift to Sano, um, he, he has no defensive value. He's the opposite of Buxton. Yeah, and the thing is, he well, he, he's similar in, in the fact that he hasn't hit to to yes. uh, the the level a DH should hit. His, his rookie year was very good for the half he did. Last year was disappointing. Um, yeah, he's got to get better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what his future is. He um, first baseman, <sighs> first base DH. I just don't see him. I just don't see him being able to play even mm. first base. Obviously, he can't play third anymore because uh, he's too slow and doesn't have the reflexes and had Tommy John a couple years ago. His arm is very good at third, but that that killed him. That surgery. Uh, yeah, he'll uh, play. He'll play uh, there this year. We'll see what what happens. I'd like to see both of them get a good uh, four fifty five hundred plate appearances at the big leagues. Don't get hurt. Both have had uh, injuries. Mm-hmm. Stay healthy. Uh, see what happens. Mauer's kind of clogging things up at first. You can move Sano there to first and kind of move some things around if, if Mauer just wasn't there. But I, I wonder if Mauer has the athleticism to, to play like right field or something. He'd or? be fine. Yeah, he played like one game out there many years ago in an, like, in an emergency situation. Yeah. And or even third, I, I just like to throw him around because his value is is much lower at first than yeah. it is. Uh, and he's been good. Uh, he seems to have uh, what it takes to play somewhere else other than first, but I don't know. You would think so. You would think so. Um, a few things I want to touch on here. Um, teams, you mentioned you're more interested in bad teams or teams that are not as good. Uh, other than uh, other than playoff time, of course. Yeah, why? And what's What goes into that, uh, in that thought? I think they're more fun to watch, and you get to see more young guys. Because um, the thing is... Uh, half the time you're going to watch one of those bad teams playing a good team so you get to see both sides mm-hmm. um and in the playoffs i'm i'm definitely going to get my fill of, of good teams yep. um so it's fun to see young guys come up um that's why a team like the white Sox is going to be fun this year um that's why a team like the yankees is going to be fun this mm-hmm. year um but you're going to watch a good team most of the time anyway play a bad team so why not try to like I'm probably going to watch the Padres a lot this year more than most uh everyone in the world uh that isn't a Padres fan simply because they have a lot of fun uh young guys who could be terrible or could be good um and their pitching staffs uh terrible so I probably won't won't really watch that much but they have a lot of fun young players and it's it's fun to see those guys develop and surprise people um and the good teams are just known commodities. We know they're going to yep. be good. And this year particularly is going to be um, that way because Boston's going to win the AL East, Cleveland's going to win the Central, Houston's going to win the West. And then the only real, uh, I guess, like the, the o- Yankees to be in that wild card mix. Oof, that would take yeah. a lot. Uh, that would take a lot to go right. Um, who who are those wild card teams? Because last year it seemed like. You know, the National League, we know the five, six teams that are in there, and I don't mm-hmm. expect it to change. Mm-hmm. American League, it seemed, you know, Houston was a surprise a couple years ago. Bad start last year, could never recover. Uh, Kansas City was a surprise there those last couple of years, and they fell off last year. 
Cleveland. People have been waiting for them for many years. They finally actually did something. Uh, Toronto has been finally in, in the playoffs here the last couple of years. Um, Yankees have fallen off. Boston's up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore seems pretty steady mm-hmm. uh, over expectations. It seems like American League, there's just so, and, and Seattle surprised some people last year, there's just so many teams that, like, Tampa Bay is on my list. Like, could they, like, they could lose 90 games or they could win, like, 85. They're like, there's a lot of teams like that, I feel. Like, the Twins, I have no expectations for them. Mm-hmm. They they could lose 95, again, I think. Or if things go right, they could win 75. I think there's many teams like that that are very, there's a big 15-20 game spread. Yeah, uh, and I think it's just because the good teams are so good. So you you know they're going to win a ton of games, and you know they're going to beat up on these these bad teams. And the thing is, they just there's a lot of flaws with all these American League teams that aren't Boston, Cleveland, or, or Houston. Um, the Mariners outfield isn't super strong at hitting. Um, Texas pitching is weak, other than the top at uh, with you, Darvish, and, and Cole Hamels. Um, Toronto's hitting is significantly worse. They lost worse. a lot. Uh, their their rotation's pretty good, yep. but but their uh, their lineup isn't as good. Um, Baltimore has a ton of problems all over the place, despite having maybe the second best player in baseball, maybe in Machado. Um, and the Rays have a ton of flaws too. Uh, so. I think that's the problem. These teams just have these huge, huge holes. Would you consider that those wild card spots to be completely wide open? I mean, Detroit surprised mm. me. Verlander's now. I thought Verlander was pretty much done. Now yeah, he's he, always great comeback for him. Uh, Detroit has a chance, but I'd yeah, they're in the mix. I'd say I don't think it's wide open. I think it's any probably, teams that you can say absolutely not. Minnesota, Oakland. Um, I'd say uh, I think Tampa's probably Tampa? out. Uh, I think Baltimore's out. I just don't see them. Angels? Oh, they're out. Um, you got five half dozen teams there. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably going to come down to Texas, Seattle, Toronto, Detroit. Uh, Would you say Kansas City is the barometer of... Yeah, you're better like than I'm, them, you're in the mix if you're below them. Eh. Yeah, that's kind of the perfect team, I think, because uh, their their pitching's pretty pretty consistent. Um, consistently mediocre, I guess. Uh, that's not a good kind of consistent. Uh, and their lineup, uh, Hosmer's due for a good year since he seems to be good every other year. Um, and I think it's a contract year for him. Um, but yeah, they should be a, they should be like an 81, 75, 81 win team. So if you're better than them, you're, you're in for, for a, a wild card race. With all these teams with the flaws on either side, Kansas City seems like they've been, they're just above average. When they were in the last couple of years, they mm-hmm. just the bullpen was great, starters were just good enough, offense was just good enough. Seemed like they were they were not below their defense is very good. They were not suffering in any one spot. We we're like, well, they're not going to win because they're bad at this spot. Yeah, and I I think um, that whatever team is probably the best in the American League of those top three is probably going to have to be that kind of Kansas City team. And that's why Cleveland that can't that World Series team. That's why I think Cleveland is just bound for for the World Series again, simply because unless the Astros make a trade for mm-hmm. frontline starter, simply because they have frontline starters three arguably. Yeah. Uh, their bullpen stacked, uh, their lineup is stacked. They don't seem to have a weakness at this. They point. add Edwin. 
Right. And then what if Brantley can play yep. 75 games and is decent in those 75 games? And even if he can't, you have guys like Geyer and Chisenhall. Um, so they should be they should be the best team in, in the American League. And if they aren't, especially with Encarnacion coming in, if they're not, um, that's that's going to be bad for them. They're they're going to look bad if they're, if they're not the best team in the American League. I'm sure we'll make some, we'll make our picks a month from now when we're doing our picks. I would say um, Francisco Lindor would be an early MVP favorite for me. He's fun to watch too. Yeah. Uh, lightning quick and his bat seems to be quick too. And he, he's a small guy, but he makes good contact all the time. So he's, he's a fun guy to watch. Uh, Tampa Bay, um, as far as I'm, I'm intrigued by him. They, they traded Logan Forsythe. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodgers got their second baseman. It was not Brian Dozier. And they got Jose De Leon, who they were, that was kind of the main piece of that trade. Um, so we'll see what, what De Leon does. I, their 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 run differential was not nearly as bad as all the other teams that were around them in the standings. So for whatever reason, it was negative forty one, but every other team around them was at least twice that bad. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, close games or whatever, um, you'd think Chris Archer would be better oh, than he was sure. last year. He's going to get dealt halfway through the season. There you, go. you just, you just know it. Yeah, um, Alex Cobb. I've always liked him. Mm-hmm. Tommy John. We'll see. You know, maybe. No, wait till next year with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Oda Rizzi, Blake Snell. They've got some young pitchers as they seemingly always do. So it's just, I think, you know, Tampa Bay. If everything goes right with them, I think they can be, you know, that 75 wins or so. They're going to be frustrating for the other AL, AL East teams, that's for sure. Um, the Yankees are going to have some hiccups throughout the season just because they have a lot of young guys they're dependent on, and, and Aaron Judge is probably going to strike out 225 times. But uh so so the rays are probably there's a chance they beat up on the yankees there's a chance they beat up on baltimore there's a chance they beat up on toronto uh just just based on pitching and defense and speed Mm -hmm. i guess um boston should be able to beat them pretty easily but uh there's a that division second place in that division is up for grabs even though toronto's pretty good um so who knows maybe they win 83 84 games if archer is an ace uh toronto's pitching i just I think it's tremendous. Uh, Aaron Sanchez and mm-hmm. Strowman and I very I've when they when they traded for Tula Witzke, it's like you you don't need it it was fine, but it's like you need pitchers. Like you don't need more offense. You're just adding to what you're already good at. Mm-hmm. And um they had a David Price and all that. But I just and and their bullpen I was trying to figure out because they were was it two years ago? Um they went on that run and mm-hmm. they were like 500 little over 500 at the at the break and they went on a run and it's like well why and this is where the it's not really advanced stats but like what what changed and i looked it was like their bullpen era Mm -hmm. uh, just improved greatly i'm like all right that's probably why they're they're so much better than they were and they went on that run yeah they're um i i i can't make any sense of that team though to be honest i i just don't i don't know if they're going to be good i don't know if they're going to be bad i'm just trying to look at their they were relying on Michael Saunders a lot last mm-hmm. year, and they lost him. He hit pretty well for half the season. Um, and Donaldson, he's a MVP guy. Donaldson's great, um, but otherwise, they Devin Travis is pretty good. Pilar is pretty good at defense. Uh, they just don't. Their lineup might not be that good. Just looking, they're relying on Kendrys Morales to uh, do what Encarnacion did, which is laughable. Um, 
no one on that team. They had two players get 700 plate appearances. Other than that, nobody even hit 600 last year. So injuries are going to be a concern mm-hmm. for them. Um, but yeah, their pitching's good. They lost R.A. Dickey though, so <laughs> oh boy, look out. I always like to uh, tweet maybe once or twice a year, uh, or send a message to to uh, Drew Amon, friend of the program, who might be on here. Um, R.A. Dickey was traded for Noah Syndergaard. So just yeah, well, <laughs> there you go, like you know, forty-year-old R.A. Dickey, Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's bad. I'll I'll go out yeah. on a limb and say that's bad. We can we can grade that trade. Three four years are good. Good. Yeah, that uh, that 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 didn't work out for no. Toronto. But it hasn't exactly worked out the way the Mets would want yet. No. They haven't won, so. team we both like is Philadelphia. Great start last year. Still lost 91, which is probably not the 100 games people thought they were going to lose. Um, pitching for, if you want me to be excited about you, have some good young pitching. Mm-hmm. And they do. Aaron Nola, uh, Hellickson, another Tampa Bay guy that I really liked along with Cobb. Um, Velasquez, Vincent Velasquez, trade for... Houston, which I wish they would have kept them. Um, disappointing there, but uh, how, how do you see uh, Philadelphia? Because they're in the in the rebuilding mode here, and maybe we're a little better than people thought they were last year. Well, they seem to be uh, perfecting that fast rebuild um, that you'd hope a team with with a ton of cash would mm-hmm. would be able to go through. Um, they brought in Saunders and, and Howie Kendrick to be sort of just filler guys, and and Hellickson too just to sort of be placeholders uh, as that rotation develops, as you see if Velazquez can, mm-hmm. can cut it in the, the starting rotation. Um, Eikhoff looks pretty good for them in the rotation. And then obviously probably your your number one guy or, or the guy who's probably most likely to be good for a long time is Nola probably mm-hmm. uh, just because he has good control. But that should be fun. Their bullpen seems like it has... Uh, some some older guys yeah uh, Joaquin Benoit's back there Pat Neshek Pat Neshek too <laughs> which uh, Houston had to trade him because their bullpen was too loaded uh, which is which is fun for them I guess to, to have that that problem but uh they have a lot of fun guys and Odebel Herrera's is fun in the outfield always running around uh, rule five guy so it's it's fun to root for him too um Franco he's I'm, I'm low on him You're low on him he, he's he's probably gonna have to play first i feel like just because he's so slow and big um hopefully his power develops uh right now they have uh tommy joseph over at first who allegedly according to baseball reference his nickname's the scorpion wow which i don't know why <laughs> i think he's from arizona but it's still oh, fun um but he's a big slow guy too um and then they have crawford one of the top prospects in baseball coming up and the, the best part about them is they have all these young pitchers. Um, they have guys like Franco who could could be good. Um, and and, um, and like Benoit is a guy you could trade. He's almost 40 years old, and he's a yeah. guy that could maybe yeah. get traded. So. Yeah, you could trade him. And, or um, Nishik. Yeah, or Saunders or Kendrick. Um, and the the good thing is they're not spending a ton of money despite having the, one of the probably highest uh, payroll capacities if, if they were to spend so if they're decent enough in come come the 2018 free agent class, they look like a, yeah. a good fit for Machado, I would think. Um, and they should be decent enough by then. I would look for them to go after Machado pretty hard, and then that would be a, that'd be a quick... You'd have probably three, four starters developed by then. Hopefully Crawford cuts it at short. If he doesn't bring Machado in for short, move Crawford to second or third or something, and um, 
they look good. Those starters, those three, Eikhoff, uh, Nolan, Velasquez, look look good. They'll be fun to watch. Hopefully, hopefully two of them develop into mm-hmm. to top quality guys. But that team should be fun to watch. Um, other than Cameron Rupp behind home plate, he's he's awful. But uh, they'll they'll be they'll, we'll get Cameron Rupp here on the show here uh, pretty soon. And say hey, defend himself. Why do you suck? Yeah, well, he's big, slow <laughs> uh, guy who can't seem to catch a, a ball game, which is bad when you have. Like I'd be fine with a guy like young guys. that, but when you have young guys like that, you don't want that to be your catcher. Yep. Um, I guess nothing too personal against Cameron <laughs> Rupp, but uh, uh, he is just not what you want. But other than that, they're and they have Alfaro in the minor leagues, big power hitter. But he, who knows if he can if he can catch a game either. So um, they should be seventy two, seventy three, maybe a lower win team. They won't improve too much, but but their future's bright and and they're. They're going to spend pretty soon here, um, especially with with Ryan Howard finally gone. That's good. That was a big clog. Yeah, that's that's a good that's that's addition by subtraction. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because he, or, 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 yeah he was just a waste at that point. Other team I always like it's just the mishmash of band aids and duct tape and cotton is like Oakland. Mm-hmm. He's bringing like they got Trevor Plouffe now. <laughs> I brought in Rajay Davis. How did Plouffe, who, like, what happened? How did nobody sign him faster than that? I guess he was probably looking it, for playing time, but he's better than average. Thought they were going to trade him last year. Never did. Because Sano's waiting for third. That's the problem. They with kept the him. They moved Sano to right field, which was, I just thought, an all-time embarrassing decision. And it didn't, I mean, that's, move Plouffe to right field. How about we try that instead of Sano? How about we do that? Yeah, well. If you're going to do one of the two. Well, that's or as you uh, said, Joe Mauer. Why not give that a chance? That's all probably uh, that old school front office and uh, uh, baseball's arguably baseball's worst manager, Paul Molitor. There we go. Uh, so, so I think that's probably why that happened. I'll, I'm sure I will complain and complain and complain about Paul Molitor all year long and how worse than Brian Price, you say? Yes, just because Brian Price uh, doesn't have the the, the prospects to oh, deal yeah. with. I His think. team's awful. Yeah, and it's so I, I'd like to give him a chance, mm. Molitor. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's he's gone after this year if they don't. I would get rid of him sooner than that. 75 games. Um yeah, he he needs to go. Um but the hopefully hopefully to get back to the A's here within a do, second. Do you follow the twins more now because you're here, I assume? Yeah, for sure. Um did you follow them at all? Almost before? none. Um also though they were they were in that weird uh mediocrity phase. That's the worst place you could possibly be in. The White and they Sox. went on their run there, where they were winning division titles year after year, and then losing to the Yankees every year in the playoffs. Well, that's like, that's good. You want to be there. I assume as a Yankee fan, you never had any worry. Like the Twins, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're never worried about their their lineups. Never deep enough. I'm always um, interested in how other people view the teams around here. Like how people view the Vikings. How do they view them? How do people view the Twins? Like it, how did you kind of? Well, I'll tell you real quick. People always like the Vikings out east, just because. Well, in the Randy Moss, Cole Pepper. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was always fun. But um, the Twins, people, yeah, nobody worries about the Twins, and it's not their fault. They're never going to spend. They're a small market team, so you're you're not like saying, oh look, you're not laughing at the Twins because uh, they shouldn't be able to compete. If if they do, that's really good. So like when they were good, uh, when they had Santana and Liriano and. Uh, Morneau and Maurer and Kadir and the whole bunch. Uh, that was fun. And that's why the A's are fun because mm-hmm. they shouldn't be good based on who is owning the team and who's who's paying for the, the payroll. They shouldn't be good.
but they have a ton of good uh or intriguing oakland yeah yes let's not lots of guys on my list here that i'm like i want to see anyone in particular andrew triggs um, weird. yeah he's a weird uh, (laughs) side armor i think they're gonna try him as a starter Mm -hmm. looks like some games last year you don't see that side armor starting i always like jesse hahn with san diego uh he didn't he wasn't very good last year i think he got hurt too um sonny gray had a bad year he was kind of there chris archer very good and was not good worse though yes um sean manaya is pretty good mm-hmm. um and then kendall graveman's pretty good and then they have jarrell cotton who's Jarell supposed cotton, to be, that's that's the guy right there he's supposed to be pretty good too but yeah triggs is an interesting guy he's 28 he's getting his first chance yeah um and uh it looks like roster resource has him slotted in for fifth right now and they got uh, henderson alvarez coming off of injury to see where he fits in there if he ever comes back yeah they're uh they're like you said a lot of intriguing guys were like they could be really bad or they could be really good yeah it's uh too bad they don't have um totally blanking on his name right now pitcher or what Cubs shortstop oh addison russell addison russell too bad they don't have him anymore that would yeah. be uh that is well, a, you got to get uh, Jeff Samarja for 10 stars. Yeah, you know, well, and they have they have Marcus Simeon now. He's okay, um, but uh, he is pretty error-prone. Um, they're yeah. running out Matt Joyce batting fifth, it looks yeah. like. So that's a disaster. He's good, but... Good on base guy. Yeah, but you don't want to have a platoon platoon lefty as your, as your their, big bat. <laughs> their bullpen has all these guys that are probably past their primes. Um, they're, uh, they're pretty good, though, and Ryan Dahl's really yep. good um that wow that i'm just looking at their bullpen they're they're pretty good sean doolittle uh madsen was good last year liam Hendricks, who i hated with the twins actually did okay with toronto yeah he's been good um Casilla, those, they brought in too yeah Casilla uh just fell off the damn cliff there last year um let's see if he can i mean he won't be put in the closer role Mm-mm. it sounds like they're going to like madsen sounds like he's their number one guy but it, like they won't be afraid to throw out any of these guys for a save three four saves here or there which yeah. is good to have some flexibility there. Don't be, okay, this guy's our closer, which is my number one pet peeve, mm-hmm. you know. And they got John Axford, who's kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're pretty deep, and I'd say other than Ryan Dahl, five, and I guess if you get like a Ken Giles-type deal, you'll trade him. But you got four four guys with, five guys with good stuff, Hendricks, Axford, Casilla, Doolittle, Madsen, that you could just trade away, no problem. Um, and... That would really help if you can trade away like a bunch of relievers for a bunch of lottery ticket guys that might be really, really good. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of guys to deal uh, by midseason when they're bad because they will be. And uh, Ryan Healy, first baseman. Good, yeah. Uh, good chunk of the year up there. Probably I've, nobody knows about him, but uh, good, good, uh, good couple months he put in last year. Yeah. I mean, he's got good prospect pedigree as far as being a third round pick um and yeah he hits uh he's gonna probably deal with some sano type issues as far as not having defensive value or, mm-hmm. or negative defensive value um but they're a team that needs a hitter so get him as many plate appearances as you can and playing him at first would probably be fine i'd, I'd say you could probably get away with doing that um you can get away with having one weak link yeah and he's probably not that much of a weak link i would i would guess and final twins point, their their bullpen was was a problem. And that's that's putting it lightly. And they didn't sign anybody. They got Matt Belisle. Good. So Great. and Craig Breslow on a minor league Craig deal. Craig Breslow more than uh, Matt Belisle. It's like all right, 
These are guys I was just at for two years now. I've been asking sign anybody, anybody. And they didn't sign anybody. They signed, um, they signed somebody last year. He was great. They traded him to Boston. Um, reliever. Uh, Abad? Yeah, like that. Sign somebody like that. You sign could... a guy. He was great. They got rid of him. They sold high. He didn't perform nearly as well in Boston. They got a guy for him. Like, yes, do this. I don't know why they didn't sign like five guys like that this yes, year. Yes, I would have like, signed a half dozen guys like this. Just like get a bunch of guys to... See who's good. Figure it out. Let it sort themselves out. Hopefully... Yeah. Two or three of them are worth the damn. Yeah, and if you do them on two-year deals, then they'll have more value, and they'll, if they're good, you can keep them around for next year when maybe you are a wild card contender. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. I guess the I would suspect that the new front office didn't want to take any huge chances this year just because they didn't want to look bad right off the bat being new guys. But they didn't do anything. They signed Jason Castro, and that was it. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, That's a lot of money for a guy who hits 200. You better. They got him for the pitching staff, and they better better show because if it doesn't, I mean, J.R. Murphy didn't work out. Yeah. Um. Well, the Yankees got Aaron Hicks out of that, so well, neither, look at you. Neither, look at you. Neither one really won that trade. They're both pretty disastrous. The Drew Butera of outfielders, just the worst. He's <laughs> well, probably the worst hitter I've ever seen. Well, at least he can play defense. At he's least got he a cannon for an arm, and he stole a good three bases, I think, last 100% year. 100% <laughs> being honest, he should be a pitcher. Yeah. 100% yeah. honest. Well, it's too late now, probably. But yeah, Do he, it. he's got a laser for an Butera, arm. Butera, he's pitched before. He's been at least, he's gone at least once, and he can throw like, 95 plus maybe the twins i've always said the twins have horrible player development i i arguably uh only matched by the mariners maybe uh at least for the last 15 years as a whole maybe they should have been uh, looking at these guys as pitchers all along because you just look at guys like buxton's done everything he can in the minor leagues and he torches the minor leagues and he comes up here and he doesn't do anything uh jose burrio same thing that was bad torches torches the minor leagues they send him down and then was a they call him up. Couldn't have been more of a train wreck. It was not good. It was very yeah. bad. He's the he's the bucks in the pitchers here. And that's got to be horrible for their morale coming up and, and just being god awful, uh, just being flat out terrible. Yeah. And it's got to be there's there's something something there. They're not preparing them for for guys that they're going to be facing pitchers who are twenty five percent better every single pitcher they face basically. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Um. So. There's something there that's just not, and you always see this with with guys coming up with the Mariners too. It's just the, both these teams. Like, what, what is the the what are they telling them down there that they're not telling them up here? What's yeah. the difference? And if it's that's the case, and I'm like, all right, bring the guys that are down there telling them this stuff, bring them up here. That's mm-hmm. why I've wanted the last couple of times here. I've been a big Dougman Kavich guy because he's been with Buxton and Sano and all these guys, single mm-hmm. A, double A. They've had success and they've won championships. Bring him up. Whether he does anything or it's just because he's there, whatever it is, if you're having success, bring him up. And, you know, I think they he's down in single A now. He'll be there soon enough when the has gone. I thought he could have been the guy the last time. I and think, now. I suspect they'll probably bring him up. And he's buddies with A-Rod, so there's your hitting coach. Oh, there we go, boys. <laughs> Very exciting right there. Well, look how well it worked out for the Marlins. It, they it fired Barry Bonds, but it worked out really well. So I thought I was, I was kind of surprised they got rid of him. Well, it's they're they don't know what they're doing. That's bad. Yeah, probably went longer than we probably went an hour instead of thirty minutes. Well, there you go. Lots of good stuff covered. So uh, more of this to be expected in the weeks to come. Uh, American League, National League preview one week. So we'll get uh, more in depth on some of those better teams and kind of like 
deals they made, guys they added. Uh, and the better teams did make actual deals, unlike the Twins. So They did. Bad teams didn't do anything. Mm-mm. Bad. So uh, more on that. Uh, we'll have guests, we hope. Uh, we have lots of technology here to to do that stuff. So hopefully get uh, people on, people you've heard of, people you haven't heard of. So uh, I the name I came up with, 2080 Baseball Podcast. Uh, I was looking for a name. Any any name out there, because there's a lot of baseball puns and mm-hmm. all this crap you could go with. You know, what, any any name that you would be interested in. I'm fine with that. Go with that? Yeah. Because uh, you know like what it means. We're going to talk plenty about prospects yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. Arguably a lot, probably, I would suspect, especially since you're a Twins fan and sure. we're in Twins territory and that's all they got going for them right now. We're at the tail end of that, and the guys that have, you know, it hasn't produced. I, and it, I, it's I, not very fertile right now. It's I, okay. You you might want to, you, you better hope you're at the tail end of that, because I don't know if they are. Well, maybe we won't, because we'll be picking in the top three for the next five years. Yes, probably. probably. If we do, then we'll just do this whole thing again five years later. Yeah, well, there you go. There we go. So, uh, an hour, good episode here. Get this up on iTunes, and uh, be back. Oh, about a month from now, end of March. Um, spring training just started this week. It's just good to just turn it on and see guys throwing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of have it on in the background and and see what's going on. So American League, National League previews, and then we'll be back uh, basically every week on Sundays. Get it uploaded hopefully Sunday nights and uh, get it out there every week. So there we go. Sure. Very good. We'll see you uh, a month from now. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. Evan Endershot, and I'm Travis Crins. This has been the uh, premiere episode, the spring training edition, we'll call it, of the 2080 Baseball Podcast.